johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. Here we go, midweek from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. It's time for Sports Insider Radio, and we invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. We got college hoops, we got the NBA, we got the All Star break at the NBA, we got the NHL, uh, we got Daytona this week, the, the Kentucky Derby's not far away. Uh, there's always something. Oh, and I know John, when he gets on the hopper, he'll be yapping. Pitchers and catchers, baseball. He loves his barking dogs with baseball, and maybe, maybe the maybe the boys are doing some homework on the XFL. You never know. There's always something on the board. Hello, John. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, buddy? How you doing, man? Everything good? I'm good. I'm just waiting for Mike to come on there, but it'll just be the Brian and John show right Wonderful. now. He's on the phone with a client. They're in a heated soccer discussion. I'm not getting oh, involved. Boy. It's like fireworks are going on in the yeah, background. He'll be with us in a half an hour. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's, he loves his soccer. You know, I was going to ask you, Dave, Dave couldn't make it. We got the old 4 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock East phone call that he was just going to bed at 4 in the morning. Well, it went to be young again. You know, to be – well, actually, I call it Vegas life. I just think it's the opportunity for that to exist uh-huh. presents itself yeah, great. in Sin City. If you say so, I went to bed at 930. 
<laughs> well, I said certain people, Vegas life. You know what I mean? It's funny, though, because you know as many times as I come to Vegas, the perception from people on the Oh, East you don't Coast, go nuts. You 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 come out here. Well, you come yeah, out and you're like, you're me. The, the, the one, and it's not, not a vice, but the one treat you give yourself is uh, you love to plop down uh at a cigar bar and that, that's about that's about exactly, the craziest I, thing you do but the thing is when you when you run a sports consulting service on the east coast and you're used to people calling your office at eight in the morning on saturday and sunday like i get into my office at four in the morning your time seven in the mor- seven a.m on saturdays and sundays I, they don't care that i'm in vegas so I better go to bed early because I'm the, the the hotel room is exploding with my phones at seven at four a.m. Buddy, I've seen you go through this. I mean, and and, and there now you're used to it. It's funny. How long we've been doing this now? Are we pushing? It's close. Literally. It's close to that. But I yeah. I saw you in the beginning when you started to do the uh, the you'd come out here. Back. Actually, you want to know the truth? It's longer. I have videos for me and you from 2007. Is that right? Well, yeah, yeah I guess. I, I guess so. So the funny thing Over is, in the, in the beginning, when you would come out here, and you were for a stretch there, you were coming out every three weeks, and but but in the beginning when you would do this, and you're there'd be creases in your forehead because the phones would be you know blowing up on you <laughs> and you're going they don't understand i'm on the yeah, west I mean, coast. You know, and it's it, what's interesting now is you have a new east coast swarm of what i call legal uh newbies from jersey you know even though pennsylvania has the apps uh iowa now has the apps uh, Jersey has the apps. For whatever reason, I would still say if you if you look at the legal jurisdictions, um, it's like ten to one Jersey, and I think that's from the influence of coming from from people coming from Manhattan over. Um, you know, I it's not like we're getting an increased Iowa Hawkeye uh, call in, if that makes any sense. We're not getting really, and I'm I'm on I'm thirty minutes from nah twenty five minutes from the border of Pennsylvania, we're not getting like amazing numbers. What's interesting is when I went to West Virginia to place, I'm like 0-2 at the West Virginia Sportsburg. I'm done with that. Um, they all wear Pittsburgh Steeler jerseys in West Virginia. It's hilarious. Like, you know, just the nature of how the states cross. But you still, in terms of actual subscribership, people calling and inquiring how to treat their betting as a business, it, it's still 9 out of 10 calls. If it's from a legal jurisdiction, it's still Jersey. It's something to be said for that whole area. I don't know if it's because they have more sporting teams or just they were passionate fans to begin with, but it is pretty amazing. I, Can I chime in here real we've quick? Got, look who's here. Oh, oh, we, we, you're off yeah. the soccer phone call. You were getting a little heated yeah, over there. I just, didn't want to get involved. You just involved. dive yeah, right yeah. in, Can, I, man. can I, just ch- I just chime in real quick? So I was talking to a client. Is that I'll call him. His name is Jason from Newport News, Virginia. I told him I'll give him a shout-out. And this is what I deal with every day, Brian. <clears throat> he did your program for a month where I gave him access directly to the same games you bet, made a really good return. He was really happy. He's all pumped up. The month comes to an end, and he goes, well, I have to take most of my money out to pay some bills. I can't afford to continue doing it. Okay, well, you're going to bet going forward. No, I'm going to stop betting. A couple days go by, he buys another computer system. goes backwards, right? Well, I, I call the guy back, and I'm like, does this logically make any sense to you? you rather not treat it like a business going forward and bet on your own with no information 
than treat it like a business going for. It's like the logic with these betters, no matter if they're betting with the local, you know, the the jurisdictions where they're walking up to the window every day, or they're betting with a bookmaker offshore, wherever they're betting, they still believe once they get that taste how easy it is to win with guys like you, with guys like David Miller, with guys like Kenny White. All these guys are professionals that have math models with baselines behind every single selection that they make. They believe because they receive these selections and they kind of monitor them a little bit, after the month is over, it's, they think they could do it on their own. It's like they think it's so easy, they're never going to lose, they don't want to treat it like a bit. It's like I'm literally arguing with this guy after I made him a 300% return in 30 days, and I'm, I just caught myself saying, you know what, i got to go on the radio, i gotta get, <laughs> I got to explain this to Brian. I mean, it's like, I, I can't get it. I just can't get through to certain guys. Like, winning doesn't well, matter. Well, I mean, like, so, you're so, much, so much of this stuff, I mean, honestly, is... Uh, you know the money management aspect of it, and obviously anything you do, you do within your means. But and I'm sure this is uh, a, a battle that you guys fight. And if you're doing really well for someone, but pro- what would you hear? Let me ask both of you this: What would you envision that if you've got people that they're part of your uh, the service and they're in there, they're dealing with you, and you're doing well for them, but what would be the percentage of the clients? I bet you it's ninety five percent, if not a hundred percent. That okay, yeah, we got all the stuff you did, but it's human nature and it's impulse buying. And if you've got an app or and a game's about to start, I mean, and so be it. But people, a lot of times, they're doing a lot of the stuff on their own too, in concert with you guys. But if they struggle, they're holding it against you because at the end of the day, maybe if it wasn't going that good. Well, listen, the business in itself. Everybody that calls our office believes they're a wise guy. Whether they've been winning or losing, that's a different story when they're calling in. But most of the time, everybody's got an opinion on the top 25 teams because they watch SportsCenter. It, it's different than you know the stock market to an extent where some people literally don't know anything about the markets. They're using an advisor strategically to make them money with IRAs and 401ks, right? But with this, everybody's got an opinion. So it's tough to break their bad habits. Just like if you're a NFL player and you've been making the same mistake getting beat because of the mechanics of how you play, it's years of bad betting patterns that makes them susceptible to losing to the bookmaker. We try to break those bad habits, and 30 days of success literally did not break Jason's habits. He still believes he could bet the top 25 teams each night. He watches, you know, he looks at ATS records. He looks at the trends, always gives me his opinion, yells at me at specific games that I give him. They win, and then he apologizes the next day. It's like they're so short-sighted in terms of how could this be so easy. It's not that easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. And I'm animated today because literally I talked to this guy for 15 minutes, and instead of him thanking me, going, you know what? gave me a really good promo for a month. It worked out. I'm ready to treat it like a business for the next six months. Instead, he says, I'm never going to bet again, and then two days later, he's buying other programs. It's like Well, one thing, just, just to chime in there, you know, pattern betting behavior. So, to me, you know, and I guess you 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 can relate to this, Brian, as a horse better. You know, there is there is a, um, I don't, I don't want to use the word, there's a come to a clarity, a moment of clarity that each individual has to decide. Are they, 
is the, are they are like most of the clients and I've been doing this for 30 years I have clients that I've literally talked to every day since 1999 since 1995 it, like it's amazing and literally their kid they had no kids they have kids the kids are graduating high school they're still betting and so the thing is is that there there's a certain sharp percentage of people what makes them sharp is embracing the fact that I'm always going to be a better till I'm not on this planet anymore. Like, I know Brian Blessing is always going to be a horse better. I don't care if you go 50% for a month straight. You're never going to say, I'm done with the horses. You just acknowledge my, my stepfather is 82 years old. My mother, this guy has no vices, Brian. My mother used to harass him. Why do you got to play the numbers? Why do you got to play the said, Mom, the guy's been playing the numbers since he's 10 <laughs> years old. Let him play the numbers. And you know what? He just, every day, there's a 7-Eleven next to my office. Just kind of, it's funny. You have a 7-Eleven next to your office, Brian. I have a 7-Eleven next to my office. <laughs> there you go. Literally every day I'll go in there and get a coffee, and the guy will look up and he'll say, your father just came in to buy a ticket. Shocked. <laughs> he might not win for six months. So there is something to say. You know, these people, what they do is they try to con themselves because they don't practice proper money management and they can't sustain the game long term, whether it's from a professional better betting level or from just an entertainment better. So what they do is they go full tilt, then they go, I'm done. And then three paychecks later, they're back in the game. You know, you and I, on the psychology of it, because we both are older than Mike, I mean, you can agree with my statement when I say, I know even if you're in a wheelchair, you're betting the horses. I have never said, I'm done. Uh, I take time out. (laughs) You don't say you're done. You take time out. Well, no, after, well, well, put it this way. I, I would say this. That it is that that is a, a joy for me. That's what I'm saying. That is that that to but you're me. You're not going full tilt. You're no, not no, no. That tilt. is my source. You're of not pulling enter- up at the Pimlico racetrack with no. a bag like Mike, where it's no. full tilt. No, right. it, it's a tough. If it, it's a tough racket to beat, that's it's a grind. That's my. It's a grind. It's a great way of putting it. It, it. But it is truly my source. One of my major sources of entertainment. Now, the key is to not. Well, get- I would even go far as to say pleasure. Like you could win a ticket for twenty dollars. You're just as happy as the guy winning two thousand. It's to me. It's the I, I, whatever. It, I just the competitive love, nature. It's no, a competitive. It's trying to beat it. Yeah. You're not going in there saying I'm planning to get rich today handicapping no. horses. No, no, no. You you you're trying to trying to grind out a profit. And but there is you can I have no problem with somebody accepting the entertainment value and this is a good lesson since Dave's on our show talking about the psychology where with David it's the opposite. There is no there is no fanfare, there is no love of the game. He, Dave and I are kind of more akin souls when it comes to betting, sure. which is, you know, me I'd rather sit at the cigar bar than watch the game in the sports book. I'm not really going to get my uh pre- blood pressure going up or down. You know, it doesn't really do much for me. Um but there are people like Mike and you, and majority of the people that get into the game to begin with, they already enjoy watching sports to begin with, and then it becomes a source of entertainment. Now, my whole thing is, if you're not going full tilt, you can, you're never going to say, I'm done. Because what you're really doing is you're lying to yourself. My point was, you may take breaks, but you're never, it's not like you're saying, I'm done. You know that you're always going to be betting on horses. Yes. No, Absolutely. Absolutely no! It, it, it's a, that's a labor of love. It's, it's it, that is not that, that's fun for me. But at the same time, it, it's a lot more fun when you take the knowledge that you've accrued over thirty five, forty years of doing it, uh, and feel you have an edge at it too. 
I mean, that's why. Right. I no, I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm you should pay me to fly to Vegas because I've never lost a horse race with you. <laughs> it's uh, amazing. But it's amazing. I'm, hey, I'm out of, out of curiosity, guys. How have how do the how, let me ask you the first of all your clients and how are you guys treating it? I mean, like, okay, Mike does he's doing soccer. I mean, if it's on the board, you find an edge. But coming out of the gate. The love of football. What was the mindset from the people you're talking to about their level of interest with this XFL? So it's funny. We were just talking, Mike. What was that stat you gave me before we went on the air about the viewership? Oh, that, uh, last week, Brian, the viewership for the XFL games uh, exceeded any NBA or college basketball game. No, I, 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 what did I see? I what the games were like over three million people watching these games. Now, the thing is, I have a client that's listening. He went to a game. He said it was horrendous in person. It looked much better on TV the day before. The problem was it was like 18,000 people in some big football stadium, so it felt like there was nobody there. The camera angles, you know, they should be in like MLS stadiums. It should be in smaller stadiums. Now, the irony, the thing for me was the only thing I watched was the last five minutes of the D.C. Defender game. Obviously, it was on TV. We're living in Baltimore. What? was shocking to me, and when I say shocking, I, I, tongue-in-cheek, is that they, all they were talking about was the spread and the total. They weren't, they weren't, they were just straight up in it talking about the gambling. They were, it was just like, oh, this DC's now covering the spread. It's hard to believe this game is going to stay under the total. And they, like, literally had the lines up on the TV, which goes to show, it's like, you know, it's it's not like they knew going into this, this was for more action from the betting side of you i mean eighteen thousand people in a stadium i mean come on it's not life-changing you know i what i like about each winning team splitting up a hundred thousand dollars that gives each team additional skin in the game as bonuses so you know the going into it it's like they, they got they're highly motivated when you're when you're swinging a hundred g's in front of these players that couldn't make it to the nfl you know, I like that. That 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 to me makes it more authentic and real because you know they're not just there for the paycheck that they're getting because they couldn't make it in the NFL. Well, it'll be it's the first thing they got to do is survive, right, and then see where it goes from there. Well, I think that from what I was reading, they came into this thing with kind of trying to learn the mistakes from the prior uh, attempts, and I think they they they've I think. Is big pockets behind this, knowing you know the reality, and I think what what makes it more of a possible hit is that they're doing it in an environment. The first time they're launching a league in an environment where sports wagering is legal in you know seventeen states. I, that's a great point be- because I we we just had that discussion the other day uh, that clearly the fact that mainstream you know legal sports betting is out there gives this thing a run and head start. Oh, I mean, like I said, you go back to our first videos in 2005, I think it was like 15 years. It's not even 10. We kind of like act like it's not long as it's been. Like literally we were over at the DB office and it's like every client that was calling me on a phone, forget offshore, they were just dealing with a local guy. And again, you have a whole segment of people that are taking advantage of the legalization. And again, what I hear from a lot of these, the biggest issue that I hear from a lot of these guys, and again, football is interesting. I have a guy that's looking at it. He's trying to uh, do an algorithm for it. My, what I, what I want to be careful, like the guy went 3-1 and one last week. I didn't play one game. I didn't give out one game. I didn't consult on any of those games. Because 
I want there to be at least some legitimacy of analysis. Like, how are you going to analyze like something that never really existed before? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh so, no, there, there's a distinct learning curve for everybody. I mean, right? for me, the people that are, and I'm not being negative for people that actually wagered on it, but hopefully it was just like fun money. Like, you can't really. I mean, anybody going full boat, and I realize fun money is all relative to a billionaire versus the average working guy, but you know. To do anything more than play a very small percentage just for giggles, you know, to me would be outlandish on a, on teams where you really don't even have algorithms that you can take advantage of. And, you know, the thing is, Brian, they were talking about how close the total and the spread came in that D.C. Defenders game on either side of the coin. And this goes back to, for all the listeners out that are new, a, a lot of people they call, especially from the, the, the newbies that never bet before, and you have to understand... It's hard. You can't relate, Brian. Every person you come in contact with in, on a personal basis, whether you're at the grocery store, whether you're at, your, at, the, at the radio show, whether you're in the casinos, they're all in the game forever. They're all seasoned gamblers, if you will, whether professional or not. Can you imagine talking to someone that like literally just made their first bet and they're 45 years old? <laughs> there you go. It, it's an amazing it, – it, it's like I can't wrap my head around it because being in this game since I'm 16 years old, first with horse racing where Pimlico Racetrack is up the street from us, and then in sports betting, I just can't even – like I can't even imagine going 45 years or my and not making a wager. And so what happens is these guys get all that what do we call the good luck taste like Mike was talking about. And I had this conversation with a guy the other day, you know, I'm just looking to subscribe to, you know, to I've been doing really well picking them on my own. This is where the delusion process comes in of I've been doing really well picking on my own for the last 3 weeks that I've been betting in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an evil yeah. laugh. Well, like really 3 weeks you know, well, how well are you doing? You know, I'm hitting about sixty percent. Okay, all right, all right. They they don't get it. They don't understand. And when what I what the thing that usually stops these newbies in their tracks is when I explain to them, you take the, the XFL is a perfect beta test for this. You take these teams; they've never played before. They've just been assembled. Computers are making the numbers. We can get into real numbers later, but the point is, a human being, a Jimmy the Greek-like handicapper, is not making the numbers. So when you come within one point of the over and under in an XFL game, on the side and the total, how does one believe they're going to beat those computers at their own game? You need, on the defense, on the offense, to you need another computer. And I don't know if you know how to do. You, have you do you play chess or have you played chess before? Yes, not okay. recently. So, but yeah, no, I mean, they I know have what grand I mean. ma- right. They have grandmasters. They get beat by supercomputers, and the only way the supercomputers lose is when they play another supercomputer of equal value. And so when you when you're when you're when you're looking at betting, the problem that I think especially with the new people, is that they don't get the fact of the number concept. They don't understand they're not betting on a team. They don't understand that it doesn't matter. They don't understand nobody's wearing their pom-poms. Yes, you have the Ravens for Mike. We have the Bills for you. You have Seattle for Dave. you got nothing for me. But the point is, yeah, I get on those individual games. We can discuss them. We can break them down. We can have an opinion. But in the end of the day, I'm watching a D.C. Defender game. 
the team has never taken the field before, they're within one point on the side in the total. That's all you need to know. So, all math. So, so do you do you have your did you, did you start doing the homework assignment and, and give me the report card on the the NFL the XFL numbers? <laughs> no, not yet. No, no, no. What I will uh, say is that. There's been a little bit of, re- of reversion to the mean on Oklahoma. So, like, for instance, you take a team like Oklahoma City, and, you know, I do believe in reversion to the mean, and, you know, Dave doesn't, and that's fine, but I do believe that you can't have seasons after seasons that break out and end at 50% against the spread or 50% over and under, and then have teams that swing too far away from 50%. So you take like the last two games, you know, Oklahoma was laying one, they lose by one to Boston, then you have Oklahoma last night got cracked, and so now, okay, so you know, they were sitting at like seven, they were at 68% last week. And I I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but now they're at 64%. So they've literally dropped 4% in seven days. So you, you, you don't jump on the, bag and evoke, oh, oh, the bandwagon of Oklahoma City. Again, you could play them individually based upon whatever the algorithms are saying, but to blindly start betting Boston, Oklahoma, uh, and, and really those are the only two teams that are in 60%. I don't know if you realize that in the NBA, only two teams are 60% against the spread. Boston, 31 20 and 2 Oak City 35 and 19 obviously Boston added a win to their belt playing uh Oak City um so you know but the point is is that the 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 third best team is Milwaukee against the spread they're 58% because they're usually laying huge numbers and this goes back to what we'll start talking about in baseball which is the teams with the winning records don't necessarily produce results Houston Astros was a loser if you bet on them last year you did not make money Baltimore Orioles were a winner last year if you spot played the Orioles you made a lot of money Um, and that's what you're basically seeing in the NBA right now going back to computers and numbers that the teams that have the greatest winning records um, are Obviously, not the greatest covering teams, except two teams, Boston and Oklahoma City. Everybody else is kind of like, eh. Now, let me ask you this, because the football basically is behind us. Uh, the spike in interest and in, in just the things and the focus on both sides, right? You guys, uh, your customers, um, but the, the focus on college basketball, finding those opportunities. Um, obviously, the mindset's different for everybody now. Well, yeah, so also the volume increases. So if a lot of listeners that are listening have seen me go from, you know, two selections to eight, nine, ten, twelve selections, and this goes back to, I don't want to say who the guy was, but there's a really respected sports better, and, you know, he did an interview on another network, and he was talking about, you know, how he makes money. It's kind of the Dave way, which is he's trying to make 3% on his money on a weekend. You know, he's risking a million dollars to win thirty grand. you know. You say it, you say it quick, and everybody literally think about having a million dollars on the line, and you're happy making 3% on the handle at the end of the day or the weekend. That's a lot of, you know, that, even if you're, if you're betting 10 grand a game or you're betting 20 grand a game, you know, you're not, these guys aren't betting a million dollars because they're betting 10 games for a hundred bucks, a hundred thousand. They're betting literally, you know, a hundred games for a 10,000 bucks. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, they're happy scraping, you know, scraping 
a profit with that small percentage. And it's hard for a lot of people because what they do is they call and they start proclaiming, you know, I take the position, Brian, I'm the doctor, you call me, you're the patient. You do something completely different for a living, you don't wager on sports. So when you start calling and you start proclamating what you want to do, Listen, I'm just looking at I'm looking for one game a day. I don't I'm not a high volume guy. I like to bet one game a day for a thousand. You you're already basically saying like you you have all the answers. And my whole thing is that it's not more risky playing more volume if in the end of the day you win more than you lose and you literally making 3% on your money in a day is better than any financial instrument uh, out there, pretty much, because you can compound that in a week. That's 21% on your money in a week. And that, that takes losing days and winning days aside. But I think Mike deals with this a lot as well. Mike uh, made, made a point to me the other day. I mean, he had a losing, whatever, small losing day. One of the guys are, like, flipping out on him. Like, and it, it's just they literally expect everything to go up in a straight line not the seasoned veterans not the guys that have been subscribing for years and have been in the game for years it's that new guy that it's always the same story which is they call and they go yeah i just want to see how good you guys are okay well and then you send them records and you show them you're 59 percent which means you lose 41 percent of the time <laughs> you know, you that, that laugh is getting like more, e- gets, gets more evil by the day. <laughs> well, because the whole thing is, I told this to a guy one day. I said, if I tell you I'm 60%, what am I really telling you? I'm telling you that I lose 40% of the time. And in a perfect world, I would be good enough to give you six games in a row, have them win, and then say, don't bet the last four. But what if I lose eight games in a row? And then I win the next 14 games. Still, you know, I'm still 60%. So the point is, you don't get the, you don't get, this is what Dave likes to talk about, you smooth your equity curve out by playing more games and not putting all your eggs in one basket. And you don't get to decide in what order seven and three is. Seven and three could be you went 0 and three, then you won seven and 0. And you know, and I know, you know, it feels like when you're on a hot run, you're on a hot run. And when you're on a cold run, nothing will put, nothing will make the cold run end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've lived it. I've lived it. Everybody's lived it. I mean, my guy Troy, he's listening. You know the guy. You know my boy Troy. He he had a. And this goes back to computer generated algorithms. I mean, he was talking about some substandard results in the last two weeks playing his algorithm, and he basically said, you know, I've been watching them, and he said, you know, just go easy, go easy, and you know, you got to. It's like getting under the hood with an automobile. You just because you have, and that's the thing people throw around algorithm algorithm every website algorithm every website system algorithm well you got to update those algorithms you got to update those systems those algorithms are not valid that are a year old things happen injuries happen weather happens with outdoor sporting events so these are the things that change this is why like i said you know basketball from an 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 analysis point of view and even the nhl which i've been doing little of um mostly totals like you brian um you know you have that that x factor that you don't have which is you don't have weather by the way what happened to that guy that uh stroked out and they canceled the game what happened what's the update well, on that guy no he's a, i think okay i mean boy i mean 
I didn't even watch it on TV. How was bad ter- did it look? No, it was t- well, it, you know, he just kind of slumped down, but it was the panic on uh, his teammates' face. And the NHL deserves, honestly, uh, you know, they poke at poke the bear a little bit with some of the decisions they make. But boy, do they get this stuff right? I mean, they. It's a law. I mean, for them, it's a rule. They've got two doctors within 50 feet of the bench. Uh, they had all the protocol there. I mean, they saved the kid. And uh, hopefully he's okay, and we'll see what his future holds in terms of playing. But uh, neither one of the hockey teams, they both said, we're not going back out there. This is the question that I wanted to ask you. Do you think... A situation like that occurring on I, the sideline? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Would they cancel the game? Oh boy! Or would they just cart the guy back and continue? Uh, well, I, I just apply. I, it's an NFL Sunday. Same thing happens. Player on the sideline. God forbid. Do they cancel the game? I say no. They don't cancel the game. I I I don't know what the answer would be. I, I don't know what the answer would be. My hunch is they don't cancel the game. No, uh, they you know. I don't know. That's a great. Honestly, that's a great question. What would uh, the NHL? They handled everything about that last night. They handled right. Yeah, and and then, and that's always the sad thing. I mean, honestly, there's no, you know, there's no easy way to segue in and out of, uh, you know, whenever something awful like that happens, and then you got to apply it to upcoming games and how teams react, and you know, who who knows what St. Louis thinks. Uh, I would even say, you know, poor Anaheim. I mean, you had players on opposite teams. They're hugging each other. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it was uh, it was a scary thing. Yeah, it was crazy. How have you been doing on the NHL right now? Oh, love the NHL. Uh, it's it, any any upset teams that are doing really bad. You thought were going to do good. Any teams that are doing really good. You thought would do bad. No, it's just another hockey season. It, it's in terms of that. Uh, you know, finding teams that are consistent. The majority of them are inconsistent. It's just the tried and true. Uh, situational opportunities that present themselves, and it doesn't matter who the teams are. Uh, back-to-back nights, you know, oh, it's baked into the price. Back, back-to-back nights, uh, boy, that team's really up against it. Well, back-to-back nights, uh, you know, aren't created equal. Uh, teams like uh, Boston, if you've got a great goalie in Rask and a great goalie in Halak, back-to-back nights is a lot different than a team that has a great goaltender and an ordinary backup. Right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Mike, you want to chime in there? You're a popular guy. Well, yeah, Michael's got to be watching a soccer game. I usually get a decline thing on you my phone. You know what? I was actually... Because I'm, I'm multitask. Because, again, this radio show is during the middle of the day. I know. Obviously, <laughs> we're working. We're getting things done. And I'm communicating with a few clients. And, and I always get feedback. Remember I told you I, I do a segment now where clients are literally texting me during the show and they sometimes want to ask questions and we do a little Q&A. But they're, they're listening because this show is educational. We're not sitting here hyping up a particular game and saying it can't lose. We're trying to explain to you that any game could lose, but if you have math models and algorithms and you're following your actual discipline money management over a long period of time, you will always be successful. The problem is that I, like, like John would mention, we had one bad day. It was on Sunday. Literally in about three and a half weeks. But the client that joined on Saturday can't see past the fog that he thinks every day is going to be like that because he didn't see the results. So it's tough to really – every person's going to have a different 30-day cycle. So I know the sweet spot for any client is 30 days at a time. 
you know, you should do any particular program for 30 days at a time. And in doing so, you will make a sufficient return. This is about money management. This is about treating it like a business. One day and trying to micro... Look, micromanaging me one game at a time and give me an update of the scores is not going to win the game for you. doesn't matter how much you try to root it in. It doesn't matter. And the whole micromanaging day in and day out is the obsession that a lot of gamblers fall into that realm versus guys on Wall Street. They don't obsess every single day. They're going to take hits. They look at quarterly returns. And I think the guys that truly understand the long game in this business are one, a lot less stressed out. They don't obsess. And they just know, look, losses will happen no matter what system they use. Whether you're betting on your own, Brian, whether you use somebody that's really good at a particular sport that you personally don't handicap, everybody is going to lose. The only way to beat the book is to have proper money management so those losses are minuscule. And the days that you win big, you win more than the days you lose big. You know, it's the losses just need to be smaller. So, no. so like, like like Brian, just to break that out, it's like this is this is kind of crazy. I have a guy that I'm working with right now that, you know, he has he has algorithms the whole nine yards and we're we're discussing partnering up where he's gonna give me access because you know that's what I do. I basically I look I seek out guys like David Miller. So and, and then I represent them to the general public. So the guy shows me his P and L for the last six months, and then he breaks out just January first to now, and in January first to now, he's made a hundred, a hundred and I think six percent on his money. And I'm not releasing his games, giving them to anybody. So if anybody's listening, don't call me and go, "Why am I not getting these games?" But this is pretty wild. His percentage of winning bets, he has won a hundred and fifty-eight bets since January 1st, cashed 158 bets since January 1st. Here's the kicker. He's lost 255 bets since January 1st. So you're talking about a guy that has lost basically 100 more bets than he's won since January 1st. And he's up on his actual bankroll because of the money management, 106 percent. Wrap your head around that. You literally threw 100 tickets more in the trash. Yeah, no, I mean it's, that's that that's it, money management. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So NBA college hoops. You got your uh, you got your favorites this year. You got uh, UMBC, IUPUI. You got anybody uh, riding away for you? Maryland. Come on, man. I know. Maryland. Let me ask you something. Me, me and him, me, him and I, we were sitting here yesterday. I looked up at him. I go. I said to him, "No info, no algorithm, no computer model." I said, "Really? Eighteen? Really? Really?" They almost lost the game outright. I should have like mortgaged the house against Maryland. It was ridiculous. They can only make them eighteen against any team. Nobody's worth eighteen. Not that school, at least. Uh, oh man! Did it, you have Maryland? No, I did not. I, I, I got to get, get. I got to get a closer look at these guys. But the, the, they uh, they got people excited there. They well, went yeah, out I mean, right they're... as dogs, and then they were favorites, and they don't cover. So I mean, it's like you got to know their tricks. I mean, here's the funny part. Top teams in college basketball, all no-name teams. So the number one team, do you know the number one team against the spread in college basketball? I do. <laughs> I know you do. Harvard. 
Well, the top here's here's I'll make it easy for both of you. The top two teams in college basketball both start with the word Northern. Northern Iowa. Northern That's number one. Northern Florida is number two. Northern Florida. Boy, you're digging deep there. <laughs> Just eighteen and six against the spread. Northern Iowa sixteen five and one. And then the third team, obviously that's easy, starts with South. Dakota. Uh, South Dakota State, 18-6. and six. So you got Northern ding, ding, Iowa. Look, I got one right, Brian. Nice. Mike, you get a cookie. So like you're talking about <laughs> or chicken wings. Northern <laughs> Iowa, Northern Florida, South Dakota State, and then we round it out with a Yale, Lafayette, and St. Francis, Pennsylvania. Those, all those teams are 71% or higher against the spread. So the, the, whole, the whole thing, what Mike was talking about, is that when you look at these – NCAA teams. I mean, they're all the, the line makers are going to make the hardest lines on those teams. That's their job. They're going to get the most action on those prime time games, and so you're not going to steal. Uh, you're not going. You just simply are not going to steal playing these big name teams. I mean, everyone's about fifty six percent plus or minus three games. The average records are you know thirteen and ten, ten and thirteen, thirteen and ten, ten and thirteen early in the season, and so that means again the line makers are doing their job. All right. It, on and on it goes, buddy. I mean, it's 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 the grind and it's the 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 daily nature of the beast and. I, even the soccer. We talk about Mike. Mike's probably knee-deep in three soccer games this morning. You know what? I'm completely focused on basketball right now. That's it. I'm, I'm not taking my focus off of it, NBA to be in particular. I mean, look, right now, especially with the NBA season, it's, it feels different than other seasons, Brian. I don't really know why, but with the way that they're doing you know, game management and injury management nowadays, you really don't know what players are playing literally – First of all, you you can't give out selections until midday because you got to you have to see the reports from the morning shoot arounds. A lot of these players are not even predicted to play or really scratch till about an hour before tip off. Most people want their games early. They want to go home. They want to eat dinner. They want to just be able to relax and watch the games. With NBA, it's just not the case. David will tell you when he comes back on the show next week. A lot of the NBA gives out on the East Coast is around 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock Eastern. So he's waiting until the line moves, and he's seeing those final injury reports because the lines don't really move that much with injured players, I've noticed, unless it's like a key guy like LeBron or Anthony Davis. But <clears throat> most of the time, you really don't know who's going to play till an hour before game time, and that changes the in- complete you know, flow of the game. So it's a lot more work-invasive. Um, and some guys, you know, have told me, look, I expect it. I expect a text from you from, you know, 9.30 at night, no matter the day, because there's a 10.30 game on the, you know, on the West Coast. For our East Coast clients, it's 10.30 over here, but it's, a, you know, an 8.30 game over there. So, you know, this, this time of the year, especially with the NBA, they're really, you know, right now they're coasting toward All-Star break. And then after All-Star break, you're going to see a lot of teams try to position themselves for home field if they're already in the playoffs. And, again, these teams on back-to-backs, they don't play a lot of the key guys for injury management. Their guys aren't even that hurt, but they, don't want to, they just don't want to burn them out come playoff time because the playoffs now, for the last couple of years, the first round, seven games, 
not five games anymore, and they know the teams that are good, they're going to be playing such a high volume of plays that they're trying to reduce you know, them being burnt out. So it's a lot more work than even running a math model in the morning, seeing what it predicts, and then you have to make you know, the human element plays a big role into it to make sure that you make the right decision going into the night. It's not as easy as just, all right, the model selected this team, just give it out. All right. But, Mike, you're sitting next to him. Watch the smile on his face when I say baseball. Yeah, I mean, I just love he's it, man. He's been talking I, about I just... it for a month. The fo- football wasn't even over, Brian. He's already talking about it. He goes, I can't wait. The Orioles are playing. I'm betting the Orioles. The guy, he's insane. That's all he talks about is baseball. He said he can't I love wait baseball. To start what can I tell you? A $1,000 better Monday made $3,000 last year. What's not to like about baseball? <laughs> and it starts at 1 o'clock every day. It's like March Madness every single day of the week. But you have early horse racing. I have early baseball. That's the difference. Like, we're, you know, baseball season, we're sitting on the radio. We're literally looking at scores. I'm in-game live betting games in the eighth inning. It's great, you know. By the way, not to, you know, we're talking about soccer. The last, you know, people, it's global. Last two games I had in soccer, one was Colombia in the Colombian in the Costa Rican League, Primera A, and then I had Colombia, Primera B. I know you do a lot of the Colombia and Costa Rica um, Latin soccer, so that's the thing with Latin soccer because there a lot of the times you know all a lot of South America's East Coast time, Brian, you get. Uh, soccer while regular traditional basketball is being played. So a lot of these games are 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 5.30 at night. They're not those early games as in the European games, but that's the thing. Soccer moves across the planet and it's just, you know, basically just like daylight savings times. You go from like all European soccer and you literally can go all the way to the Middle East and the Far East soccer. And, uh, you know, that's just, you know, money is money. People call me they go where's the team how do i find the team you know click the box that says soccer scroll down find you know they you know they're, they're well i don't really know anything about this yeah we know we don't care we just want to make money well well that's that's half the battle you have in if it's soccer or it's baseball or but they don't follow it but if they're willing to because they're not passionate about it, but if they're if they're in belief, you guys know what you're doing and you produce results for them. To get someone to buy into that uh, is probably one of the bigger challenges you have. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's 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 amazing. I mean, it's just like you know the the re- the reality is you you need to be in a situation where you can detach from being a fan or saying things like I don't know anything about that sport even hockey as much as you love hockey we get that we get the same response from hockey as we do from soccer well I don't know anything about it as if you knew something about football <laughs> as if you knew something about mm-hmm. football or or I don't you know I you know NBA you know I follow NBA but there's too many teams in college you know I don't really know anything about that as if that edge helps you right now if you've been betting all favorites in in, in NBA you're 390 397 and 18 if you've been betting all dogs in the NBA you have a 50.4% edge with your vast NBA knowledge 397, 390, and 18. We're literally talking flip a coin, dog to favorite. 
You're analyzing offenses. You're analyzing defenses. You're 380 and 369 for 50.7% on the overs in non-overtime games in, in NBA. Once again, you go from 54, 50.4% on the sides to 50.7% on the totals, and you're telling me I don't want to bet hockey because I don't know anything about it, but I follow NBA. Really? <laughs> How, how many times do you use the let word? Let me slip a, let me, let me, while we're on the subject, let me slip a, a 50.3% in there for you. Right now, the dogs in college basketball are 1955 to 1933 with 77 games. And this goes back to Dave Miller, we'll get to in a second. 77 games that have landed on the number, making dogs a 50.3% edge versus the 54, 50.4% edge in the NBA. So dogs are winning in basketball. So when I say that, they're winning. 0.3%, 0.4%. The, over, the non-overtime games in college basketball, 50.3%. 1968 to the over. 1989 to the under. So we're literally talking like 54. So everything is 50.3%, 50.4%, 50.3%, 50.2%. I think the linemakers are doing a pretty good job. Uh, you've documented that in, in all sports. And again, when we get to the baseball thing that's coming up, I mean, you have always been really adept at identifying when to step up to the plate with the monster dog. Well, yeah, because again, the money management is the key. You can, you know, again, I you have a better shot of hitting a four, and you know this, Brian. You have a better shot of hitting a four hundred dollar dog than you do of hitting a two team parlay. And people go, "There's no way," you know. You're, you, so my whole thing is, if it, uh, so, like for instance, let's talk about nitty gritty. A twenty game winning pitcher, right, Brian? Mm-hmm. How many games does he actually lose? In a 162-game season. That's exactly right. He doesn't... He's not 20-0. and 0. I know. So you do, you <laughs> identify this 20-game pitcher. He's going to win 20 games. I'm giving out a little free tip right here. Fade him every game. He'll be... Fade him every game. Well, He'll the thing win is, 20 the, games and you'll make money. The thing is, though, if you, when you're playing, um, you know, say, a $2 dog or, or whatever, but if you're playing three of those, you need to hit one of the three. <laughs> and you're laughing. Right. But the thing is, because unless you're doing a first five-inning favored bet and you're really betting on the pitcher, and, you know, uh, harped on this with four years plus of radio shows, is if I told you the star quarterback for your NFL team was going to be out every fourth quarter of every game you wagered on, wouldn't that change the line on the game? Mm-hmm. So the whole fallacy is they're setting a number based on the starting pitcher, and he's never in in the ninth inning. So if you really like that pitcher and you want to lay that chalk, not saying you should lay that kind of crazy chalk, you better be laying it on it in the fifth inning, the first five runs. That's exactly first five innings, because at least at least you you have a chance that he's in the entire five innings. And that betting mindset, there, there are different offerings and ways to attack it. And the first five, and your your mo's changed on that over the years. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I will lay some chalk now in the first five innings, and I'll lay chalk when it's warranted, but the reality is, I can't believe we've, without Dave, we're almost an hour in. Um, you know, the reality is, is that the biggest thing that we overcome in baseball is if you ask any sports book director what is he most fearful of he's more he's most fearful of sharp betting syndicates that specialize in baseball they make it very hard to get down the money that you're able to get down in the NFL and in even NBA and college basketball so you go from literally being able to walk in any casino on the strip or in jersey betting $20,000 a side to they want to limit you to 5 grand a side in baseball there's a reason you want to be playing the sport that the sports books don't want to let you bet a lot of money on. There's a reason for it. It's not because they have the edge. Michael, take us home, buddy. What do you got for us? I'm ready for All-Star Weekend. We're going to be giving out the dunk contest, uh, the, you know, versus the world versus the U.S. I mean, this is just going to be really, really – no, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> it's, it's a good time for them they to refresh. They had me going there you for what? a minute. Uh, now, we'll be ready to roll college basketball tonight. Sounds like a plan, boys. Time flies when you're having fun. We're going to do it again next week. You guys take care. We invite everybody to give it a look. Check it out. The website, sportsinsiderradio.com. You can give the guys a call at 800-209-1679, sportsinsiderradio.com. johnsyndicate.com call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 direct from the Vegas Strip are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas wise guys the same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 